Spurs Fan Podcast, what is going on? How are you doing this beautiful, actually it's not really beautiful, this cold morning here in Colorado, I believe it is the 5th of December, Thir- or, yeah, Thursday, wow, my days are so jacked up. How are you guys doing? Uh, just jumping on the pod to talk a little Spurs basketball, as painful as it may be this year. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just a quick summary of kind of what's been going on, um, and especially last or, uh, two nights ago. Uh, so anyway, up to this point, it has been we have been getting bludgeoned by most teams. Um, we we have shown a real um, you know some weeks we got it, some weeks we look bad. I believe we we lost uh, eight out of nine games a couple weeks ago. Um, now. That's not to say that there's only bad to talk about. There are definitely some good things. Um, so let's just start um, with LaMarcus. So LaMarcus got injured. All right, he's not really injured, but he has a thigh. Um, he's hurt. He, I wouldn't say he's injured per se, uh, but he's been sitting out. Uh, I think now this is the third or fourth game in a row he's sat out or just played limited minutes. Uh, so in that time, I think it's – in my opinion, it's been pretty obvious that the Spurs have looked so much better on the defensive end, um, and even the offensive end at times, uh, without LaMarcus, which is kind of surprising, but, um, I, and that's not a knock on LaMarcus, it's just more the facts, um, I think that he does slow the game down a little bit, you know, he's a post player with, who can still play with his back to the basket, kind of takes his time, I wouldn't say he's like a, uh, like James Harden-esque, you know, shooting way too much, um, you know, like the black hole where you throw it to one side and then once it hits Harden's hands, it's staying there, the ball sticks, and everybody just looks around and stands around. Um, I think there's a small degree of that from LaMarcus, not, again, not to the Harden degree, but where you throw it in the post, he's shimmying and shaking and backing guys down, and the natural instinct of a basketball player, if you're not cutting or there's not a designed play, is a sit and watch, and I, there's been a lot of that this year, and I think at times it's made our offense a little stagnant. So, just in the last three or four games, in my opinion, we have looked so much faster. Um, starting Pertle uh, uh, at the center, um, and then I believe last game and the game before we started Rudy Gay at the four, and just had a small ball lineup that ran. Um, and then the most important um, note of the week of the past two weeks is it seems like Lonnie Walker finally dug himself out of the doghouse, which we've needed. Um, I've said for weeks now, the reason we're losing is, A, Pop does not know our defensive lineups. Like, we didn't, he's still tinkering and toying with which lineup is best, you know, for us defensively. And it's taken a while, but like I'm saying with LaMarcus out of there, it just has opened things up and we've had to play different guys uh, at different positions. And in my opinion, we've looked way faster. Uh, we beat the Clippers. We beat the Rockets. Uh, got our asses handed to us by the Pistons, but that was just kind of a fluke game in my opinion. Um, but anyway, it's we have it, Pop has to start playing the young guys. Um, I, and hey, I'm a Spurs lifer, man. I love me some Spurs, but we need to rely less on the Patty Mills and Marco Bellinelli's of the world and even the Rudy Gays and start leaning on Damari Carroll. We start leaning on Lonnie Walker, start leaning on Brent Forbes, 
start leaning on DeJounte Murray at full minutes. Um, Derek White, we I think our our strength um, of this team is the backcourt uh, and our wing and guard play. And I think that we've just, you know, to start the season especially, which I understand Pop has leaned on the guys who he knows gets the, the offense, gets the defense, gets our system. Um, now, that doesn't mean that's what's best for the team at the, at the moment. But in my opinion, the more we play these young guys, the more we see Lonnie Walker get the ball. And after the Houston game two nights ago, uh, DeMar DeRozan and, I believe, Rudy Gay both said the, the same thing, which coming from veterans is huge. They both said that Lonnie is a guy who can lead this team. Lonnie is the guy who's the most athletic player on the floor at all times and can get to the rim and kind of make his own shot when he wants. And good Lord, by God, did we see that against Houston. Um, now, I know I saw some people, oh, well, he didn't play defense. That's not true at all. He just ended up having to guard the best offensive player in the league uh, that night who also goes to the line, you know, 15 to 20 times a game. So the 50 points looks way worse than it really was. Lonnie played great defense. Um, again, this is James Harden, and you may not like it, but the dude is going to be a top three, maybe even top, you know, the guy as far as offensive um, uh Firepower. I don't know if I've ever seen a player who can do more things. And as a defender, you you're really just thrown off kilter because all the the different um, variables he has to his game. You know the jump step, and then if you're playing him too close, the guy is a freaking expert at drawing fouls. So you can't just go balls to the wall. You're going to find yourself on the bench or just watching him shoot. You know free throws all game and kill you from the line. Um, so anyway, I mean. This is obvious, but Lonnie Walker the other night, in my opinion, showed flashes of who he's going to be for this team, which is a star, a stud. Um, I would say in that game alone, I saw more flashes of greatness than I've seen from any game from DeJounte Murray since he's been in a Spurs uniform. And I love DeJounte. I still hope DeJounte works out. I think he has tons of talent. I still think he has a ways to go uh, mentally and his offensive game. But Lonnie... That is what the Spurs need. We have needed a guy with a little dog in him. Someone when the chips are down, the lights are the brightest, he's like, give me the ball. Because LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan are not those dudes. Love them both. They are both great veterans who have helped us, you know, for a while now. But to to pretend that they are um, killer instinct guys who at the end of the game want the ball, want to rip your heart out, that is just not their personality. Um, I think DeMar and LaMarcus are guys who, if they're the second or more, more likely third option on a great team, they would be absolutely incredible. That would be their forte. Um, I think ha- trying to put both of these guys in a position where they have to be the one or two um, leading scorers for us is just – it's not in their wheelhouse. So I think, um, again, like we've been saying, I think the – the optimal lineup right now, in my opinion, would be um, having DeJounte, or, uh, yeah, it's so hard to tell. He's been so up and down this year. It seems like his confidence is off in his shot or something. I just need to see more shot attempts from uh, DeJounte and uh, Derek White. Both guys sometimes are way too okay with just barely showing up on the radar and just kind of you know, shooting shots here or there. We need guys who are aggressive. That's why I love Lonnie's game. 
uh, the other night. But um, regardless, I think our best starting lineup right now, if possible, would be DeJounte at the one, um, Derek White at the two, DeMar DeRozan at the three, and then um, I know I said I'd rather not use him quite as much, but then Rudy Gay starting next to Jacob Pertle. Uh, that gives us Lonnie Walker coming off the bench, Brent Forbes, Patty Mills off the bench, and then Trey Lyles coming off the bench to give either um, the first rest to you know Rudy or Pertle if he's in trouble. Uh, and I'll tell you what, he's kind of fallen under the radar, but man, uh, Jakob Pertle has really impressed me this year. He has mastered um, the low the low post portion of our defense. Um, this time last year, he would look so lost in our defensive lineups and scheme. Um, and you can tell he's definitely he knows the system now on both ends. Um, he's grabbing. Uh, I think the other night he grabbed 15 boards, had like three or four different blocks. He's just looked great. Um, I think the sky is the limit for is for him just being an athletic big who can um, kind of change the game regarding and playing teams that like to finish uh, around the rim, uh, around the hoop, you know, uh, the Westbrooks, the the Hardens, the guys who like to push the pace, the, the John Morants of the world. I think um, Jakob will come in very handy later uh, down the season. You know, and again, we're only three – you know, two and a half months into the season, um, I still feel like he has a lot of learning to go, but especially on offense, he still needs to, um, kind of nail down one or two moves, you know, either back to the basket, you know, running jump hooks, just whatever it is. He needs a signature go-to move when he's in there, just so there's nothing worse than, uh, if you're the Spurs, you you know, you're playing a team and you only have four guys who can score and having that fifth guy makes such a difference. So if we can get him to just learn to knock down the mid-range 13-footer, 13 to 17-footer, that kind of thing, um, or just back to the basket, uh, that would really help us out. But uh, back to Lonnie Walker, the guy is crazy athletic. I mean, you saw that. He had probably four breakaway tunks the other night, but the one where he kind of jumped from like mid-free throw line, he head near the rim, he he just looks so explosive. but again, I think the biggest, the number one um, positive takeaway was, and also from a coaching's perspective, Pop knew, you could tell Pop was like, oh, this kid's serious. Like, that that was not a fluke of a game. And like I was saying earlier, he, it's not like he just played one side. He didn't James Harden it. My man played both sides of the ball. Him and Pirtle had a beautiful, uh, both a double block on, James Harden, that which you don't see much anymore, um, the, the double block. Um, but anyway, th- those little things, uh, I think, make such a difference um, in Lonnie's game and Pop having that trust in him. You could see at the end of the game, that last play was drawn up for Lonnie. There's no doubt about it. That wasn't a, a uh, audible type thing where, you know, we're getting double and kick it out. Um, that was hey, you got the hot hand, you're killing this team, take it. And Harden, who allegedly has tried to – and that's not even true. He, I can't say allegedly. He has tried better on defense this year. His numbers are up. Um, I think the, the last you know four or five years, he was always bottom of the barrel defensively. Now he's finishing kind of middle of the pack, which, again, I'm not saying he's def- defensive player of the year, but – you can't hate on him for raising his game. Um, I read an article the other day that said that he got really tired of hearing people 
uh, talk about him not being a good defender. And I think that just kind of rubbed on him um, until finally now, you know, he, he's at least showing up and trying at times. <laughs> um, so that's positive for them. But um, again, the Spurs, you know, the record is bad. It, it really is. Um, I believe we're still 12th in the West, like 8, 13, or 14 or something. Um, not, not a great record. But, like I said, there are positives. And I think this is where a lot of Spurs fans will differ. Um, this will kind of separate the fan base. I, at this point, would like to see us continue this trend of playing young guys and start piecing out some of these older guys. Because the LaMarcus Aldridge's of the world are probably leaving. There are tons of rumors. He wants to go back to Portland, play with um, Damian Lillard one last time kind of where he started his career which I understand but if that's the case and all the and I have nothing but respect for LaMarcus um the season where the co-witter Kawhi the quitter left LaMarcus showed up every night didn't complain and led this team as best as he could so in my eyes he will always have respect on the court for me um it sucks you know the, the situation sucks I, I hope that we can send him to a place that's you know not the you know Cleveland or something. I hope we send him to a, a contender, uh, and I hope he you know ends his career in a decent way. But I would be very surprised if the Spurs tried to re-sign Lamarcus. I, I think he's a great piece, great guy. He's from Texas, went to you know TU. Um, so I don't know. I, I just like I was saying earlier with what we saw from the. The ball movement, the defense, just all the above. It's hard for me to to really feel like keeping LaMarcus at this age. And he's going to want one more contract that's, you know, not crazy, but he's going to want one that definitely pays out. You know, he's not getting paid for peanuts. Um, so I think if, if, if we can trade LaMarcus and get uh, you know, to a team like Denver or to a team like uh, Orlando – or uh, Portland. There are a lot of teams that have um, guys and or contracts that they could love to get rid of for a guy like LaMarcus. Um, the Heat are another one. Uh, young assets, like can we get a Justice Winslow? Maybe a, uh, a second-round pick or even a first-round pick for LaMarcus Aldridge, giving us a little depth at the wing spot uh, with an, uh, a young guy who can play defense, which has been a problem um, for us this year. So those little things, I think, make such a difference, um, especially in contract talks, just as far as how all that will go. Um, like I said, I don't think the Spurs sign LaMarcus back just because that contract is so uh, – it, it will be an issue. Um, so, again, um, I don't think – I don't want the Spurs to trade. Like It's not like I, I don't like LaMarcus or I think that he's terrible or anything like that. I just think the game – has changed a little bit, and it's hard to have a post that, I mean, let's be honest, he's not a defensive stopper. He's not shutting any anybody down on defense anymore. Um, that doesn't mean he's not going to try. A couple games ago, he had four blocks. So it's not from lack of effort. I would never put that on LaMarcus. He's, like I said, he's been, he's carried us game in, game out for... <clears throat> you know, three and a half, four seasons, especially when Kawhi, the coward quit, um, on us. He, like I said, he showed up every night and led our team. So I'll, he'll always have my respect, but, um, even DeMarcus, uh, our uh, DeMarcus, 
DeMar DeRozan is another one. Um, do we pay a guy whose game is literally predicated around the, the late 2000s, you know, jump shots and only twos, and very, the guy is shooting like f- under 20% for three. Like, that's not good. Um, again, it wasn't his fault he got traded here. Totally get it. But in my opinion, DeMar and LaMarcus in the next three years, if we were to resign them, they would take away and stunt growth from guys who need um, playtime and need to see the ball. Um, and then while we're talking about the ball, I'm not sure what's going on with DeJounte Murray. Uh, there were uh, reports that there was a fight in practice last week. He got demoted um, to the bench. And now since then, he has said, you know, he's not he's saying the right things. You know, I'm, I'm here to play basketball. I'll do whatever the team needs me, which is great. I appreciate that. Um, but we need, we desperately need DeJounte to step in and into his own this year. Um, the competition is good. You know, seeing Lonnie out there, seeing Derek White do his thing, this team could be scary if in, you know, two years, let's, let's just say next year, the, the starting lineup is DeJounte. Um, you could even go Lonnie Walker at two and Derek at three. And then, you know, I don't know who our four and five would be, but just from a wing perspective, from the one to three spot, you know, your point guard, shooting guard, and small forward, that would be crucial. That would be, and we'd have some chemistry. Um, And it seems like all three of those guys can play D. So you get, you know, I don't know how this all looks or works in three years or whatever, but before you know it, we're... We're stacked, and you know, we if we can get a defensive center and Jakob Pertle keeps um, developing, then who knows how good this team will be? You know, um, it, it really has been an interesting season. Uh, it's been hard to watch at times because I'm, I mean, I don't have to tell you guys, twenty two straight years of being competitive from being the, you know, I, I wouldn't say the team in the league, but being a team that every year when the season started, I don't care who you were. Um, you knew the Spurs had a shot. Not saying we were going to win it every year. That's not what I mean. But every year we suited up with Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili, and Greg Popovich. There was a, you know, a seventy percent chance that we were making the playoffs and we're going to be, you know, in the hunt. Um, that's where we want this franchise to get back to. That's you know, all Spurs fans want the same thing. We missed a big three. We missed being competitive. Um, I've never met a Spurs fan who's you know, hates the organization and really wants a huge change. It's just little things. Um, I think adding Timmy was huge to the um, coaching staff, and we just need to do a couple little more things. But, um, you know, this is going to be a growing pain season. And 100% honesty, um, a couple weeks ago when we hit that seven to eight game losing streak, I personally at this point, I want us to tank. I want a top five to top ten pick that we can add to this core and let's trade off pieces and get more young guys. If we traded both LaMarcus and DeMar, or even just one, and let's say we added another pick, this team is already great at drafting and developing and recognizing talent and um, players in odd spots. So I just think you give us more picks, that's more weaponry, that's more ammunition for next season, and I think we're going to be really hard to stop. So anyway, that is my uh, humble take on what's going on with our Spurs uh, next game we got coming up, uh, it will be on in San Antonio if you live there, obviously. But uh, if not, it'll be on League Pass. We play the Sacramento Kings at home, who are 8-12. and 12. 
and we are eight and fourteen. What is happening? The sky is falling. <laughs> um, should be a good game. Um, matchup of that game will be De'Aaron Fox versus either DeMont, uh, Dejounte or um, Derek White. That's the the key matchup to that game. That will be what controls the pace and kind of moves the needle for that game. But uh, but anyway, I will let you guys go. I appreciate you stopping and listening to some Spurs basketball. Um, next week, I will try to jump on and do something similar. Um, this is just as far as looking at the schedule and kind of seeing where we're at. But uh, yeah, Spurs fans, I appreciate you guys checking out the pod. Uh, like and share if you enjoy it. And uh, keep checking back into Spurs fam for more Spurs updates. Go Spurs, go baby.